Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I'm Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Dr. Brandon Nutt about functional medicine for healing brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Midwest Functional Neurology Center, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They have greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I'm a TBI survivor from Fallout Ice in February 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury, which was just announced as a finalist in the Midwest Book Awards. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Today's guest is Dr. Brandon Nutt. And Dr. Nutt is a dedicated and compassionate chiropractor helping patients from the Dallas-Fort Worth area at the Wellness Institute of Dallas. He and his team provide natural and minimally invasive treatment options for musculoskeletal conditions at their office in Dallas. He specializes in functional medicine and functional neurology and offers chiropractic care, soft tissue therapy, nutritional counseling, and supplementation rehabilitation, gyrostim, lifestyle coaching, and athletic injury recovery and prevention. He was raised in Plano, Texas, and holds two bachelor's degrees in anatomy and health and wellness. While earning his doctor of chiropractic at Parker University in Dallas, he served as class president and tutored fellow students in anatomy, physiology, neurology, and biomechanics. When he graduated, he was awarded various leadership and service awards due to his commitment to education and patient care. Throughout his life, he played hockey and still reaps the benefits of an active lifestyle. As a chiropractor, he enjoys educating patients about healthy lifestyle activities that incorporate proper nutrition, exercise, and stress management. He is currently pursuing advanced degrees in functional medicine and functional neurology to better serve his patients. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Nutt. I'm very happy to have you here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here and just kind of chat today about functional medicine and, you know, anyone who's listening regular, regularly to the podcast knows that I'm quite passionate about functional neurology. So um, just always yeah. really thrilled to have uh, functional neurology on the podcast and just sharing different ways of helping survivors deal with their brain injury. So I would love to start by having you share with us how you came 
to work in the brain injury community. Um, I know everyone has a unique story of how they, they found their way into the brain injury realm, um, working with brain injury patients. Um, so I would love if you could share with us a little bit about how you um, found yourself here. Yeah, so growing up playing hockey, um, went to, after high school, I, I graduated from high school and went up and played for two years in Alexandria, Minnesota, in uh, the North American Hockey League. And in 2007 at the National Championship, I, uh, it, it was a really inconspicuous hit. I got hit. Uh, I was wearing just a visor at the time. I didn't have any full face protection. My jaw hit the glass. And uh, I kind of got dazed, if you will, from there. And then right after that, the puck came to my feet and I got hit from behind. And I had a a sustained kind of almost like a very quick second impact syndrome where I got hit and then hit again. And, uh, you know, went to the bench, could tell, you know, could tell the trainer everything that they wanted to know and, you know, cleared the concussion protocol and continue to play the rest of the game. And that night I'm sitting there in the hotel spinning going, I should not have finished the game. I should, you know, feel like I'm going to puke. I'm, you know, you know, spinning all over the place and couldn't find a restful spot. I couldn't play the rest of the week. Uh, and, um, you know, that's when concussion really became a, a big aspect of, uh, of what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Cause at the time I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian and I got out of that and went to played hockey and said, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what I want to do, but I know it's going to be something natural. I'm not going to use medication and I need a, a better alternative to help people. And that's when, uh, when the brain aspect really started coming into play and then meeting my business partner in, in chiropractic school, Dr. Matt Rayner, um, he dragged me out to a few seminars and, you know, since then we've been, we've been working together and just uh, helping as many people with brain injuries and autoimmunities and dysautonomias as, as we could. So, where were you at in 2007 when you had your hit? Um, were you already in chiropractic school or were you an undergraduate? Where were you at in your schooling? I was playing, uh, I was playing junior hockey, which is kind of like in the step between high school and college. Um, okay. Basically, it's, it's like a prospects for college uh, league. And um, in 2007, I was, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. I knew I, I was kind of more science based and wanted to be very, uh, you know, I, I knew it, I knew I was going to be some kind of doctor. Like I said, when I was in high school, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. And when I went and worked at a vet's office, when I was a senior in high school, I learned that the only tool in the toolbox is vaccinations, medications, and surgeries. And I'm sitting there going, that's not, you know, I'm a person who I had never taken an aspirin in my life. I'd never taken a Tylenol. I've never, you know, I just dealt with the pains that I had. I never took any, you know, up and I've never taken a prescription medication in, in, you know, my knowing life. So I'm sitting there going, I, this is not, you know, that's not the type of health and healing that I want to provide. There's got to be a better solution than just sit in a dark room until you feel better. And uh, that's when I, got involved in chiropractic, uh, two team doctors for my hockey team were, uh, chiropractors and they kind of got me into the whole health and wellness aspect of things. And that, you know, one thing leads to another and, uh, you know, I still followed hockey all the way through Sidney Crosby was, a you know, Sidney Crosby and the great work that 
Ted Carrick did for him and the whole team at Life University and just really piqued my interest every single time that I saw something about concussion, traumatic brain injury, and, and a, a more natural approach or a more even more uh, proactive approach as opposed to just sitting and waiting until it goes away. So that was uh, that's, that's what kind of the progression that led me into, and then you know to get into functional neuro or functional medicine. I mean, it just made sense to me. Like you, you have to have fuel, you have to have oxygen, you have to have good nutrition. I've always been, you know, health conscious and, and nutrition conscious, thinking if I want the best out of my body, I got to give in the best. Um, so that was uh, kind of what got me into the functional medicine, and um, I got into functional neurology first. But I quickly realized that you can't do functional med with you, know, you can't do functional neurology without looking at nutrition and supplementation and doing things from a outside in approach as much as we do things from a inside the brain out approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that really brings up you know a good segue. Um, why don't you take a moment to explain what you mean by that with functional neurology and functional medicine and nutrition? Um, I know, you know, working with Dr. Schmo, he, you know, he, he, one of the first things he does is send you out for extensive blood testing um, to make sure that there's not something more metabolic or something else underlying going on. Um, because if there is something else going on, it's a lot, you know, it, it's a different approach to um, the treatment plan. So I would love for you to kind of share, um, you know, your thoughts on all of that with our listeners. Absolutely. So I think the, um, you know, I try to use as many metaphors as I can in my practice because the human brain and the human body is so such a complex. Uh, it's unbelievably complex, especially the brain and how it wires together, and um, that we we have to really bring it down so people can understand it. So I, I always use this metaphor of like a race car engine. You know, you can have a an Indy 500 quality race car engine, but if you don't have the right fuel, if there's no oxygen. That, you know, that race car engine is completely useless. So we can have a perfectly good functioning brain that just needs a little stability, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of you know, some type of therapy or something to make it even better. But you can't even do that unless there's, there's fuel to be burned. So if your gas tank is empty, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're driving a race car engine or, a, or an old beat-up pickup truck. The result is the same. No gas means no function. Uh, and I think that's one of the major things that we do in our practice as well is before anyone, you know, especially people who are coming from out of, out of the city or out of the state or out of the country, before they come to our office, we always make sure that we have a phone call, go over uh, symptoms, they fill out all our new patient questionnaires, we can get blood work sent uh, and make sure that we're doing all the right diagnostics because Last thing I want is someone driving in from, you know, hundreds of miles away or staying for a week or staying for, you know, 10 days, but we can only do two or three minutes of therapy at a time because their brain just runs out of fuel. And I Uh think that's one of the major things um, with the functional medicine aspect. And that's why I said earlier, you know, I got into functional neurology, but you can't do functional neurology without some kind of functional medicine approach as well. So you have to fuel and you have to oxygenate before we start going in and exercising, uh, you know, basically doing therapy for the brains, because especially with, uh, 
you know, huge stimulus like gyrostim or even chiropractic adjustments or different types of eye movements. It's very taxing on the brain, especially, you know, for you. I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And a lot of people who've never had a brain injury aren't quite sure what I'm talking about. But if you had a brain injury and you try to do some kind of eye movement, like sit in a car or, you know, just walk around the mall or, you know, do something like that, it's unbelievably taxing. Yeah zaps your energy and that's what we're talking about when we we talk about the functional medicine approach is just making sure that the nutrition is there the supplementation is there we're not doing anything that impedes our ability to heal we're not doing anything to stop our brain from uh or make our brain over function so you know avoiding all these um excitotoxins like aspartame and uh the artificial sweeteners you know avoiding uh, certain foods, you know, carbohydrates that can have a, a similar effect. We can over over uh, supply our brain with um, excitatory uh, aspects, and that makes our brain work uh, faster and harder. And we don't necessarily want to do that in a in an injured state. So there's so much that goes goes into brain injury, and when we can just kind of get a grasp on here's foods to eat, here's foods to avoid, here's supplement, here's basic supplementation. You know, uh, on our Facebook page, uh, just uh, facebook.com slash the Wellness Institute of Dallas. If you scroll down, I, I did a research article review basically showing that DHA supplementation, not only can it inhibit a concussion from happening, basically it can prevent concussions, help prevent concussions. Obviously, not all concussions, but, you know, it can help prevent a concussion. It can help keep the post-concussive symptoms to a, to a minimum. And it can be, the research article kind of implies that it should be somewhat used as a marker for your susceptibility of getting a concussion. So that's something that we always look at in everyone is what are, what are their omega-3 fatty acids? What are their omega-6 fatty acids? What are their ratios? Uh, how much DHA uh, is in their blood? Because it's not necessarily correlating completely with what's in their brain. But when it comes down to it, DHA is 97% of the fat that is in your brain, and it's an unbelievably important thing. And the American diet just doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, DHA in it. You know, we're not uh, not everyone, you know, being from Minnesota, you might eat a little bit more fish than the average person. But, you know, here in, in Dallas, Texas, where the nearest real water is hundreds of miles away, you know, we don't have as much fresh fish and you know, the Midwest is very similar. And I think uh, when you look at it, there's, there's a lot that correlates with fish consumption, DHA, EPA, the, the omega-3 fatty acids. And that's just one thing as well. I mean, there's so much that goes into um, the functional medicine approach, but just knowing that, especially for concussions, knowing that DHA can be something that's unbelievably powerful and potent, post-concussion and to prevent concussion. So just a little, I know I'm kind of going off on a rant on DHA, but it's uh, <laughs> pretty important. So I, I want to take just a minute to talk about supplements and, and quality of supplements. Um, I think that's something that gets glossed over quite often. Um, you know, you, you can go to uh, Target or GNZ and buy supplements. Um, however, you know, the quality is not the same as if you buy 
a much higher level professional product. And, you know, I know I noticed a huge difference um, when I started working with Dr. Schmo and started using the supplements he gave me. I mean, it was incredible the difference I felt. And I can tell when I have forgotten to take them. Sometimes when I'm traveling, I might forget for a couple of days to take my, my supplements because I'm just busy or they're packed away in the car, you know, or whatever. And I can tell when I have not had my B vitamins and my D. Um, so would you mind taking just a moment and just kind of <clears throat> excuse me, um, and just talking about the, the different quality of supplements that are out there and what to look for? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, unfortunately and fortunately, the FDA doesn't have a whole lot of regulation on the world of supplementation. I say unfortunately because standards are unbelievably low. Uh, I think it was 2014, a company went out and tested supplements that were bought at Sam's Club, Walmart, GNC, and I want to say it was Target, but I'm not 100% sure. I know it was Sam's Club, Walmart, and GNC. Uh, there was another company in there as well, but uh, again, that research article was way back in the archives of our Facebook page, 2014. The study was done uh, basically showing that the B-complex uh, supplement that was bought at Walmart, Sam's Club, and, uh, and GNC had less than 40% of what the uh, label actually said it had in it, or it had none at all. In one case, the, B, the B12 uh, supplement that uh, they bought at Sam's Club, Walmart, and GNC had 0%, had no B12. Wow. And even though the label says it was specifically a B12 supplementation, which is, um, you know, I don't know how it's not fraud, but uh, they found that it was essentially just a rice capsule. It was just rice inside of a, inside of a vegetable capsule. So pretty, uh, pretty scary that something like that can happen. Now, there's there's supplementation that can be bought over the counter, but uh, to be 100% sure that you're getting something high quality, it should be something that is uh, the company regulates where it's sold. So, for instance, uh, Apex Energetics is a company that I, I really like, and uh, you can't you're supposed to not be able to find anything on Amazon. Uh, you're you cannot buy it at GNC or anything like that. It's it's third-party tested. They, you know everything. Uh, everything that they say on the label is true. Same thing with another company called Pure Encapsulations. It's it's a subsidiary of Merck, which is kind of like, okay, that's big pharma, but at the same time, it's a high-quality supplement. We know what's in it. It's you know it's prescription strength. It's medical grade. Uh, and I think that's the major thing. And and you know there is no easy way to look at a supplement and say, is this good? Is this bad? Yeah. Um, does it actually have what, what it says it has in it? And at the end of the day, it, it should come from a company that you have to be some kind of provider to get. And I know that makes it way more difficult on the, on the consumer, you know, from a customer standpoint, a patient standpoint. But at the same time, if you find your local functional med or functional neurologist, they're going to have those accounts and you can set up some way to, you know, have it auto shipped or auto paid or whatever, you know, to make sure that your supply never ends because at the end of the day, you don't want to be throwing money in, in the trash can for, you know, for a B12 complex or a B complex or a fish oil or, you know, the I think the major one, like the Coke 210s in the world, I, I walked by, I was at Costco yesterday and they're doing a Coke 210 sampling 
I'm sitting there going, like, this stuff is in a clear bottle. It's, you know, it's the sunlight, you know, the, the, the light is hitting it. I'm sitting there going, I don't think this is necessarily a, a supplement that I'd want to spend any money on, let alone, you know, the 20 bucks they're wanting per bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And, it it, you know, it's really difficult for, for people. It is. It's really confusing. You know, like I said, you can go to Target, Walmart, um, Sam's Club and, you know, spend um, $10, you know, on, on, a, on a bottle of supplements and, you know, your doctor sells something for 20 or 30 and you're like, oh, I'll just go, you know, to Walmart and get it. But it's like when it comes to your health and what you're putting into your body, you just you need to do your research and you know, like you said, we have no idea what's in that stuff. <laughs> you you mm-hmm. said it had zero trace of what it was supposed to have in it. So what's in it, right? Like, exactly. you know, it's when you have a brain injury, I mean, for anybody, but especially when you have a brain injury, it's so critical to know what you're putting into your body because so much stuff just has so much crap in it. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's really sad to me how there is such little regulation with supplements. Um, you know, I just wish that that, that could, could change, but um, that's a whole other story, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, no, I mean, I say, I, you know, I say it's, um, you know, I say it's an, it's a positive and a negative that the FDA doesn't regulate. It's a negative because there's no, you know, there's no one sitting right. out there going, well, you can't, you can't sell that B12 because there's no B12 in it. But at the same right. time, you know, if, if the FDA was regulating things, it would be a lot more difficult to get our, you know, get your hands on uh, high dose supplementation. So it would be a lot more, you know, and then some things are, you know, we saw it just the other day, Fenibu, which is a, uh, a supplement that's uh, essentially a precursor to uh, GABA, for, uh, GABA production in the brain is just been reclassified. So the FDA is uh, saying that Fenibut is no longer a supplement, but it's now a controlled substance. So, um, you know, it's going to happen with certain supplements, but you can never really regulate B12. You can never really regulate B-complex, you know, a lot of the the water-soluble supplements. But um, I I think the, you know, the the take-home message is we shouldn't really be guessing about, you know, well, I've heard B12 gives me energy. I mean, if that's, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg for B12, that might just be the, the snowflake on top of the iceberg when it comes to B12, especially with all the different forms. And that happens with every other supplement out there, every different nutrient or every other mineral. There's so many different forms. And I think people get frustrated because they go out and buy a multivitamin. They don't feel any different. And that's... Um, I think that's one of the big problems is, you know, well, I didn't feel any difference. So I'm not going to take her supplements don't work. And, uh, right. you know, you, you're, you're a living testament. I'm a living testament to say supplements work, but you have to do the test. You have to know exactly what's going on. You can't just take B12 and expect energy if you don't have a B12 issue, but maybe it was a B9 issue. Maybe it was a folic acid or folate, methyl tetrahydrofolate problem. Maybe it has nothing to do with, uh, with, vitamins at all and maybe it has something with uh you know insulin response or maybe it has something with high blood sugar low blood sugar maybe it has something to do with anemias or you know it could be a million different things but we're told take b12 get energy and you know that kind of takes us to a, another part that's a problem is we you know we live in a world of instant gratification 
where I take a medication, I feel different in 15 minutes. But, you know, unfortunately, some things, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always work with instant gratification when it comes to functional medicine and, and nutrition and supplementation. Um, now, some supplements you take and you know you did something, you know, within 15 minutes. If you ever took too much magnesium, uh, you know something's happening within about 10 to 15 minutes and you're running to the bathroom. But um, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to nutrition and supplementation, we shouldn't look at it as medication. We should be looking at it as how can I make my body function better? Whereas meditation is, is going to truly cover symptoms and help you feel better. Um, or the intent is to make you feel better immediately. Right. Right. And, you know, with supplementation and understanding exactly what it is that you need, um, I assume that that is where the extensive blood test panel really comes into play um, with, with seeing what you're deficient in. Yeah, so you know deficiencies and what how your how your physiology is working. So mm-hmm. you know there's there's tons of people out there who who look you know who look you know very um, you know, look very healthy, but they're walking around with a uh, with some kind of anemia or some kind of blood sugar issue, or their insulin is through the roof, or they're autoimmune, or they have no thyroid hormone, or they have too much thyroid hormone, or they have you know, estrogen, testosterone imbalances or whatever it is, um, you know, you cannot truly treat anything without knowing the underlying story and the underlying physiology. So I think when you, when you do in-depth blood work, we're not talking one, one, you know, one or two pages. That's what I, you know, everyone says, Oh, I had the most complete blood work. They bring in two pages and I'm sitting there going, okay, well, where's the other yeah. 12 that we need? Cause that's what we're going to do. We typically run somewhere between 10 and 14 pages of blood work to figure out what the real story is going on. We can't just figure out, uh, uh, and, and this is what I tell patients, is the one to two pages of blood work is to figure out what medications you need. The 12 to 14 pages is what we're going to do to fix it so you don't have to take those medications anymore. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how our, our approach is things is what's the underlying story uh, you might not have any energy, but is it because of that blood sugar problem or is it because of the uh, brain injury or is it because of, uh, you know, the lingering symptoms of a brain injury? Are they are they lingering because you're unable to deliver fuel and oxygen to the brain? I think that's, um, you know, where, where our office and, and many offices that, you know, around the functional neurology world will say, get us paperwork get us blood tests before we ever really even touch you or do an exam, uh, like a, a neurological exam, because we're all thinking the same thing. You've got to put fuel in the gas tank before you rev the engine. And I think um, that's where uh, marrying functional medicine and functional neurology plays such a crucial, crucial role in the effectiveness of functional neurology, but also, you know, more importantly, that person's life. You know, I think, uh, if I could tell the person do this for, you know, do this nutrition or supplementation for the next week and a half before you get to the office and then we'll, we'll hit the ground running. Yeah. You know, early on in, 
in my recovery, um, my just my general provider before I found Dr. Schmo, um, she ran, you know, a blood panel, which was like a half a page of paper. Um, but she was specifically looking at my thyroid. And I remember her telling me, so the, the results came back. I, I'm going to make up the numbers because I don't remember what they were, but like a range of one to five is normal. And I was at like 4.95 but I still fell within normal, you know, and, and, you know, yep. and then after meeting Schmo and the panel breaks it down into like little tiny baby steps, it's not just one number, right? You're looking at all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and what's normal for one person might not be normal for another person. And I think that's, what's so challenging, um, you know, with mainstream medicine um, that they, they don't dig deeper, you know, they just, Oh, no, mm-hmm. it says you're normal. So we won't do anything. Um, and but, I know that there's a lot of frustration um, with, especially after TBI, you know, with people and getting their blood work back with their traditional doctor. So the crazy thing about, you know, the, the medical reference range is essentially, you know, in this year, 2019, we get our medical reference range by going back in 2018 and every single person that got their blood work done in 2018, every single time that they get their blood work done, their their number goes into a chart and at the end of the year they take that chart and they you know it comes out as a bell chart so the healthiest people are at the very top middle part of the bell chart and the unhealthiest people are on the edges the very bottom on one side and the very bottom on the other side so basically what they do is they cut off the top two and a half percent the bottom two and a half percent and they consider middle 95 percent healthy i'm sorry but in america one in four people are diabetic why would I want to compare my blood sugar to one in four, you know, to 95% of people, but of those 95, one in four are diabetic. It's not just the top two and a half percent that are considered diabetic. Uh, I don't, you know, it's just a crazy thing to sit here and compare everyone and and even worse Uh when it comes to red blood cells, when it comes to red blood cells, they put men and women in the same category, which is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to compare men and women in any other way, but when it comes to red blood cells, it's okay. Like not, you know, not in our practice and not in many practices across the country that, that truly follow a functional medicine approach. They're, you know, for, I, I think what you're talking about is TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. Well, you know, the, the medical reference range on LabCorp is 0.45 to 4.5, so it's very full. You know, it's a whole decimal point over. It's huge. It's a massive reference range. But if you come in and you're complaining of every symptom of hypothyroidism and your your number is right next to that high point, but I'm going to sit there and say, well, it's normal. You know, doesn't it doesn't you know, it's not marking it as high, so you must be normal. But if it looks like a dog, smells like a dog, wags its tail like a dog, and you know, fetches <laughs> a ball like a dog, it's probably a dog. And just because that reference range isn't out of the reference range, you know, your number isn't out of the reference range doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a problem. And that's why the Institute of Functional Medicine comes up with functional reference ranges. So instead of one, you know, 0.45 to 4.5 massive reference range, it shrinks it down 1.8 to three. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, when you start shrinking all of these reference ranges down, you start to go, wow, this person does look like they have a blood sugar problem. And then you look at their intake paperwork and it shows, yeah, I can't go more than three hours without eating. I can't go, you know, my family tells me I need to eat because, you know, a Snickers commercial, they're getting, becoming a diva. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, 
having a blood sugar problem or, you know, I need caffeine to get my brain to go or, you know, I need sweets after eating a, eating a, you know, a healthy meal. I crave sweets or I crave salts or whatever. You start to com- compare what their blood work is showing from a functional standpoint and what their paperwork is showing, what their complaints are and all this intensive, uh, intensive uh, intake questionnaires. And you start to go, it looks like this person has a subclinical anemia. It looks like this person has a subclinical hypoglycemia. Uh, it looks like this person has whatever issues. And if you start to work on those, they, you know, they can feel better very quickly because it's not, it's not, uh, it's not out of the reference range, which means it can get pulled back to normal. You know, it can be pulled back to good very quickly. So I think that's uh, a, a major point to hit. Thanks for bringing that up because that's something that, like in my mind, I'm going you know, those reference ranges are might as well be thrown in the trash. And if you come back high or low on something, if you come back high or low on something on one of those reference ranges, it means you're, you're, you know, higher or lower than 97 and a half percent of the people in the whole country, which is, uh, you know, a little bit alarming. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's so fascinating how we've, you know, I'm guilty. We, we've been, um, we've grown up our whole lives being told to just blindly trust our doctors and never question them. Um, and post brain injury, you know, it took me mm, probably 13 months into my injury to really start pushing my doctors a little harder and realizing that they just really had no clue. Um, so, so thankful for doctors like you out there who truly do understand and really want to help Um, brain injury patients and the TBI community as a whole. So thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Nutt. This was a wonderful conversation. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the, the time. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and got some really great information on functional medicine. And if, if you haven't already had your blood work done, um, by a functional medicine provider, definitely please do consider it. Um, Just a reminder, you can find all of our previous episodes at facesoftbi.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And just another thank you to Midwest Functional Neurology Center for being our sponsor. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you all again next time. Have a great day, everyone.